Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 76 of The Car Wash. On today's show, Hunt and Chiefs have parted ways. Pizza's wife is being sued and what's next for Nteki? Whether you're tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahiking 96.7 FM's game time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aiden, and of course, I am not alone. I am joined by former Bafana Bafana Orlando Pirates and Mamalodi Sundown star. It's Teko Modise. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Yes, I'm fantastic. Thank you. And I am also joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundown's goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. Why am I introduced second here? I'm confused. I'm usually first. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. No, I know. I thought I'd change it up a bit because from there you're gonna stay. Stop being a baby, Sean. Sean. Stop being a baby, dude. What's wrong with you? Stop sp- being a I baby, Sean the, Roberts. I you. want to speak to management. <laughs> <laughs> but from there we jump into joke of the day. And Sean, I just want to say something very quickly. Last week your joke was an improvement of the week before. I, I need to let you know that. So can you please continue this trend? Sure. Here we go. What do you call a man with a rubber toe? Roberto. Sean, you suck. You suck. Is it weird that I find that fitting for a footballing podcast? It's not weird. Roberto Carlos. It's not weird. Roberto Carlos. Like, I like that. Okay. Well done, I don't know. As soon as, mm. you, as soon as you said the punchline, I'm like, hey, I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, goodness. But up next, we have pole position. Pole position. Poll Position is a segment where we ask our fans a question on Facebook or a message on our WhatsApp Supporters Club group. Um, and this past week, we saw the news that Gavin Hunt's contract had been terminated with immediate effect. So we asked our supporters, how will Chiefs manage in the CAF semi-finals with this news on their minds? And here's what you all had to say. Uh, I don't think the firing of the coach will have any impact on the team because the team has been playing badly. The whole season, even on the CAF Champions League, I don't even know how we get there to the semi-final. I don't even know. So I don't think it's going to have any impact. Uh, I think my my suggestion is Kaiser Chiefs need only to get the, the experienced coach who, who once got exposure in 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 the in this event of Africa. Honestly speaking, I don't think uh, we're going to miss the, the old man. Playing Kev is like playing in, uh, in a derby. Players don't need any motivation. It's a self-motivated game. So I don't think we'll struggle. And uh, good luck to the boys. Now we have to forget about giving and move on. We can't just always talk about giving and giving and because it's not our coach now. So Asazwani, Dallon Shepard, those are the ones that we have to talk about now. Yeah, I think... It's 
very bad that Kevin Hunt has left Chiefs and the men who take them to semi-finals. I think it's going to be hard, but I hope and believe that those two assistant coach will bring another tactics. I don't think we're going to struggle with games like To be in the semi-final on its own, it's a motivation. So, especially with this away game, we need to show character. Okay, so guys, you know, obviously with everything, there's two sides of the story. Um, Chiefs haven't had the best season domestically. Um, in fact, it's actually been quite the opposite. This is their worst season ever <laughs> regarding their points tag. But on the flip side, continentally, they seem to be doing fairly well in CAF, you know, reaching uh, the semi-finals and whatnot. Hunt was unable to sign players because of the transfer ban. So he had a whole mountain of to get over. Was this fair or unfair from Chiefs? Was he hard done by? Aiden, life's not fair. Um, I, was I surprised? I was surprised for sure. But I think it's just a message now in terms of... Um, it's such a tough one to answer. Look, he, he's done well and he hasn't done well. He's been unfortunate. He's been unlucky. Um, but, but this is football. I, I was super surprised. Um, but, but I think the next coach that they're going to bring in, and I think we all know who that might be, um, I think there's going to be a bit of vision there. I'm not saying there wasn't vision with Andy Gavin, but I think this coach is going to be given time. I think this coach is going to have a, a sort of open checkbook, if you like, to to build a team around certain players. Um, but I was pretty shocked and pretty bit disappointed because I think we would have seen a different chief size, uh, different chief side under Gavin Hunt with an open checkbook. I really do. Um, I think he was pretty limited as to what resources. And, and we have spoken to the fact that this is the same squad that came second last season. So um, it, it, it's such a weird one. And I, I was totally, totally shocked. Look, he's he's left with a nice paycheck, which is uh, good for him and obviously well-deserved. But, um, you know, where does that leave Dylan Shepard? Where does that leave uh, Arthur Zwani as well? Um, yeah, it's... it's it's. I'm very interested to hear Teko's opinion, but uh, I was shocked. Um, but in the big scheme of things, you're not surprised, right? Because it's Kaiser Chiefs. It's one of the biggest teams in Africa. Um, you speak Kaiser Chiefs all around the world, they know who it is. So I'm not surprised, um, but shocked in the same intro, if, if that makes any sense. Okay. Teko, what is your opinion on this whole thing? Uh, gentlemen, in my opinion... Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, fight, to sound smart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I wasn't I wasn't surprised or shocked at all. Um, it's just the, the timing for me. That's yes, that's yes, the one yes. that actually you know um, was a little bit of you know. But be, because because you look at the results and uh, you you look at the body language of the players, you you also look at what they've been going through season after season. And also, you even when you read interviews, there's always those you know um, stuff that are. You know, said there, but if, if you don't read carefully, or if you don't listen carefully, you won't even you won't be able to catch those. Mm-hmm. And 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 and, I've, and I and I strongly also uh, I looked at the game as well against the Black Leopards. Um, immediately Black Leopards scored. They didn't show the coach; they showed Bobby from the camera. Oh. you know, they look at they they showed his reaction. They showed those type of things. So so you you start reading in between the lines, and and in and and with that said, you 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 look at. All the players that are supposed to be playing very well, why not they playing very well? 
you're trying to find the reason also and then you're also trying to look at the next season as well the demands of here's the coach that wants to start his own team mm. what happens if he doesn't succeed with his own team what are you going to do with those players are you willing to risk that as, as take a second do, do, do you think do you think do you think if sorry but do, do you think if chiefs beat the leopards he would still be there i think I, i think things would have been better probably maybe they would have left uh they would have let things you know slide until the end of the season mm. the reason is because now you lost against KZ Chiefs and now they're coming in and employ somebody that is um Zeki that you need to report to. Mm. So now you 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 Gavin Hunt you've won everything in the league yeah you've been you know you've been the most one of the most dominant coaches in in the league for the last 15 years mm. and then here comes um Zeki um, who in inverted commas it was been in Bafana Bafana who failed as Bafana Bafana coach now comes into the Kaiser Chiefs fold and be in charge of the development structure the technical aspect of the game and you report to him mm. so 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 that on its own as well you know so it, and and also but the, the the thing is for me is um, I, I don't with Gavin Hunt being gone yes he, he is a good coach he's is he, he's been winning trophies everywhere he goes and he's been changing teams and be able to play the way he wants to hence he's able to win those trophies but what I'm saying is Chiefs have done what they've done with the decision now it was very direct and they 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 decide that actually shows exactly what they want to do right mm. come end of the season there's there's play, there's players that needs to be offloaded let them react that way let them act that way mm. You know, because to 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 find change and to make changes, you need to you need to make those tough decisions. And uh, I just it would be very interesting to see if Kaiser Chiefs can make those tough decisions. Because also the thing is, whoever coach that uh, that, that 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 they that they trying to have within the next few weeks, he needs to know exactly what's happening within the team. Who, which players are have been signed already from last season? Which players are coming in? Which players have been looked at? Which players need to stay? So there's a lot of conversation that needs to happen within Kaiser Chiefs for. You know. Yeah. Do you, do you think Chiefs could go the same route as Sundowns with regards to like a coaching duo with um, Shepard and Arthur? Look, with 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 with, with Dylan Shepard and Arthur, it's 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 a beautiful and great investment for the team. You 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 wouldn't want to put them in that position when the team is not doing this well and the expectations are that high. You don't want to throw them under the bus because also you want you want to have somebody with uh, more experience you know um that also the coaches can learn under because Arthur yeah. still still wants to learn and Dylan Shepard also still wants to learn and and look man coaching coaching takes patience and especially coaching such big teams if you want to be there and last longer and be you know successful you, you need to learn as much as you can for sure You know, and and with 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 all those two coaches, yeah, there's, there's there's gradual steps, right? Yeah, yeah, and these coaches that are that are still young, you want somebody else to come in with a different philosophy to come in and introduce that to the team, and then they learn different philosophy because you must understand, Dylan Shepard only as a coach worked under Gavin Hunt, nobody else. He has never worked under any other coach, so he needs to work with different coaches and get, you know, those different style of playing philosophies and be able to implement them in his own way whenever he's been given a chance to coach. But it's beautiful to see ex-footballers actually on the It's beautiful to see. Mm, it should happen at most clubs, but it doesn't, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Oh. But yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's. I think Gavin leaving is. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Gavin now. Gavin now. Um, where do you go from here, Teko? If if you Gavin, what's what's the next on your list? Uh, 
Look, I don't think Gavin will will just chill and take a break. I don't think he's that type of a coach. If he was, he would have taken the Bafana job a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I, I think he will, he will find a team. I think what's next for him is is to to get a new exciting project for him. Mm. You know, what is an exciting project? Your Stellenbosch, your, your Super Sport, where the chances are there might be new owners. It's at uh, Stellenbosch, the chances are they might need somebody new with new ideas. And 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 you have you, you look at both teams, they they kind of have the players that he can use or just probably maybe add a few into his style of play and how he wants to do things. And these are the teams as well that can give him that space and freedom because they do have that type of a patience. You know, and I think that's 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 the space that he's gonna be in because I don't think Gavinan will stay two months without without finding a job. Mm. I mean he's he's too much of a higher quality not to be employed by anybody. I agree. I agree. And then obviously all this news about um, a return for Stuart Baxter, potentially heading back to Chiefs. Um, you know, when you sort of hear it, you think it's the obvious choice. He's 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 well respected within the game. He's obviously been at, at Chiefs. He's won trophies. Um, he's, he's For me, he's one of the better man managers around in the game, especially with the local players, because that's a very difficult job. I mean, you can be a good coach, but you need to manage these guys. And I think he's, he's one of the better ones. Um, and it shows that in terms of how the players respect him, and I think that's also a tough one in the PSL, is getting the players respect. Uh, he is the obvious choice on my books. Um, there has been reports in various um, uh, media that, that this is the case. Uh, Teko, do you think um, this is the right choice for Chiefs going forward? Do you think it is true back there, or do you think they're looking elsewhere? Um... You know, Sean, if, even if they are looking elsewhere, who's out there? Yeah. Because what um, um, what you do as, 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 as a big team like KZ Chiefs is before you let go of your current coach, you must have already secured the next coach who's coming through. Yeah. What type of philosophy he has, what he brings into the team. And I think the biggest mistake now, if you look at KZ Chiefs for the last two and a half seasons are they're chasing a coach and then they search, they search, they search around because they're desperate to get somebody else to come in and replace. Mm. They, 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 they haven't done, they haven't sat down and actually look at the coach and like, oh, we need this coach for the next coming three years. And they will he fit into the system? Will it fit into the culture? Will it fit his philosophy? Will the players that we have adapt to it? Does he have enough personality to be able to command respect in this team? Those type of things, because because you you look at all the big teams in in, in in the whole world, you don't chase a coach not having secured the next one. Yeah. Because that's why you see in most cases that a coach leave today, two days later, and then there's a new coach that has been employed. And I think KZ Chiefs in this stage. Yeah, of course. They, yeah. So I think KZ Chiefs in this stage, if they're trying to have, uh, yes, with Stuart Bucks, that will be the perfect choice. But also, it feels like they're trying to reheat the French fries. <laughs> You know, because 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 Stuart Baxter did well a couple of years ago. Mm. They had they had the players for that. They had Masha Maite, they had Morgan Gold. They had the players to play that type of system. They had Renelo Selenyane, they had Shaba, they had mm. all these type of players. Mm. Now, Stuart Baxter now needs to adapt to the players that he has. Mm. And also, KZ Chiefs need to be able to understand that if Stuart needs players to, to, to bring into the team, they need to allow him to do so. 
Mm. And this is the same coach also a couple of years ago when he was still at Chiefs. He told the team that we need to start putting in new players. That we need to start changing the team because you look at the age group that we had. Mm. This team is not going to last longer. Mm. Then they let go of him. Now they bring him back with something that they could have changed because he saw that as a coach years ago. So for me, it's it's the same thing. It's like going to McDonald's, buying that meal. You sleep and then the next day you 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 realize that oh I didn't eat the French fries. Let me reheat them. Probably the old man might be nice. They're not. They're not gonna be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be interesting to see because it'll be father and son at Chiefs, won't it? Obviously Lee Baxter being the goalkeeper coach, um, and then Stuart potentially coming back. I mean I can't remember ever seeing that to be honest. I don't know if, if you can remember Teko, a father and son being part of a, a first team coaching role. Uh, 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 it's very rare. It's it's very rare to see that happening. Mm. Mm. You know, but 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 with 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 what the, what the situation is right now with the team, I think you 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 also trying to feel sorry for them. You you feel for them because of you, because Sean, we've been players before. You understand the pain that they're going through, mm. and 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 the easiest thing to do right now is to try and see who can come in and help this pain go away. We don't want to experiment anymore. We want somebody that can come in that knows the team and make the pain go away. And now there is the, the person that can actually do that. It's only one, Stuart Baxter, because Stuart Baxter, number one, the media loves him. He speaks very well. He, he's got an accent. You know, he wears a nice suit. He's good with the players. So there's a lot of, a great a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of things that, 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 that people like about Stuart Baxter. And you, you look at other coaches that are very good in tactically. They don't have the charisma. They don't have the character. Now the fans, they don't like them because they're not, you know, they're not outspoken. They don't speak well in the media, but they, you know, they get all this. So now it's it's also with, with Kaiser Chiefs as well. It's very tricky as to also, you need to be liked as a coach. You need to have a certain charisma. You need to have a certain personality. There's a lot of things that not many coaches have those whenever they're coaching Chiefs and straight back, it happens to be the one that has most of them. Interesting times ahead. Very interesting times ahead indeed, Sean. And from there, we jump into the international news desk with Sokolo Duma international news correspondent Kurt Buckerfield. This was recorded in post. We spoke about the UCL final, Zidane out, Ancelotti in, and Barcelona's transfer news. Have a listen. I am joined now by Sokola Duma's international news correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing today, Kurt? Good, Aiden. How are you, man? Yes, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm surviving this cold front, my side of the world. However, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump straight into this. Chelsea emerged victorious in last weekend's UEFA Champions League final. Kai Havertz did score the only goal there. What were your thoughts on that game there, Kurt? A lot of people have started trash-talking Pep on the internet, saying he didn't deserve to win and... He wasn't mentally there. Um, I saw a stat that that was their 60th game of the season, that final. But for the 59 other games, they either started Fernandinho or Rodri. And in the final, they didn't. Um, yeah. Also, N'Golo Kante. I mean, come on. How can you not love the man? Winning four exactly. man of the match awards in a row, inclusive of the final. What, what was your thoughts over there all around? So I was looking very, very forward to that game and it, it didn't fail to deliver. I think it was a great spectacle. I think the game was super entertaining. Um, mm. But I must say, there was this weird feeling that came over me and I think maybe 
I'm not a Manchester City supporter, but I think most Manchester City fans, um, including the, the the one Manchester City fan, former player Joey Lescott, who was in the studio um, before the game, and there was this weird feeling when the starting lineup came out, um, because obviously, as you just mentioned, neither Rodri nor Fernandinho was in the starting eleven, and I think. You know, Pep Guardiola has this reputation of tinkering in big moments and big matches, um, and and often it it just doesn't come off. Mm. Um, he, he's essentially accused of overthinking these things when when maybe he should go with his tried and tested, yeah. um, go with the the team that you you know your strongest eleven over the, the course of the season. Um, Fernandinho is obviously a captain, um, is made for big matches. Um, Rodri is a phenomenal uh, deep line playmaker, anchorman. Um, he's quite a physical presence. Um, he's, he's big. He's tall. He's good in the air. Um, so I just felt like it was really strange to go and start with the the, the short Ilkay Gundogan, who has been so imperative to the way City have gone forward this season, the way City have attacked. Gundogan, I think, scored 17 goals. Um, so so not only are you now taking Fernandinho or Rodri out the team and and what they can bring to that role, but you're also taking away Gundogan. Um, what he can achieve and what he can contribute going forward. So I just felt like it was a very, very strange call. And as soon as that lineup came out, there was this feeling around um, the footballing world that Pep has gone and done it again. He's, he's overthought this one and, and it's not going to pay off. Um, it was very strange. Pep Guardiola said after the game that he felt the team that he believed was, was the strongest and he believed would give them the best chance of winning. Um, but it didn't pay off. City looked overrun in midfield you know, five minutes into the game. Mm. I mean, it was pretty clear that they were missing a real presence in there. And if only they had, you know, two of the best holding midfielders on their bench, um, that would have been great. So uh, it was it was a strange one, very strange call, but um, Chelsea fully deserved it. I thought that they were on the front foot from the first moment of that match. Um, Kante was incredible. Um, just such a smart, intelligent um, you know, savvy player who reads the game so well and, and I couldn't be happier for him in particular. I don't have any real feelings uh, for Chelsea, yeah. but for Kante, I think, you know, oh, he's just the, the, world, the, the world just wants to see a guy like that win. Um, yeah. He's just a, just a phenomenal player, so humble. Um, he's just, you know, he's just adored all over and um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was excellent. I thought it was a great match and Chelsea, you know, deserved the win, absolutely. I mean, if, if anyone has any bad feelings towards Kante, something's not right with him. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's literally the guy with zero haters. Like, and uh, yeah. it's like a meme that goes around football, like players with zero haters. And I think Kante is really the only guy in football yeah. that every single football fan loves. And and I saw another interesting fact about that game. Kante, uh, his height measures in at a staggering five foot five. <laughs> you know, he's not the biggest person in the world, but yet he won the most aerial duels in that game. I think he I mean, won 11. That's Come just crazy. On. Come yeah. on. Like, wow, absolutely wow. From there, we're going to kind of stick with the UEFA Champions League in a sense of we're going to move to a team that hasn't won the Champions League for three years, Real Madrid. You know, the the hierarchy have said Zinedine must get off Zidane's floor. Um, he's, he's <laughs> out. And it has now officially been confirmed that Carlo Ancelotti will now take over. Um, he was last at Real Madrid, I think it was six years ago. 
Yes, um, 2015, yeah. Yes, yes, 2013 to 2015 was his latest spell there. Do you think this is the right move for him personally, as well as the club, considering their form that's gone down? But overall, is this the right move? I think that for him, you know, he... Look, when you're managing Everton and have just finished 10th in the Premier League, I think that when an opportunity like this comes around, you're going to take it. Yeah. So I think for Ancelotti, yes, of course, it's the right move. But for Real Madrid, uh, it's, it's, it's a strange one. I think... You know, Florentino Perez, the president who was was very much and still very much is the face of the European Super League. Um, you know, he's, he's not letting that dream die. Um, he kicked up a huge fuss over young people losing interest in sports and in football and has now gone and hired a 61-year-old who, who just finished, um, you know, 10th in the Premier League. And I, I just find it a little boring, if I'm honest with you. That's my personal opinion. I find the appointment quite boring. Um, obviously, Ancelotti has, you know, achieved he's incredible been, success as a block. player, as a manager, but it just feels like a backwards move. Um, Real Madrid are in desperate need of a bit of a, a revamp. Yeah. It's an aging squad, so there will need to be a focus on younger players, the younger guys who are coming through. And there are a few very talented younger guys coming through. And I'm just not sure Ancelotti is the man who should be entrusted with that. I think that it's just a strange appointment. For me, personally, I, I don't find it interesting. I don't find it um, entertaining. I think that all the, the best managers right now are the younger guys with this fresh approach to football, mm. um, new kind of philosophies of, of attacking possession football. Um, and I just think Ancelotti um, being being reappointed is a weird one, Aiden. Um, but having said that, he has dropped you know, a hint or two that there are a number of of players in that side he he still likes and still admires Gareth Bale being one of them Isn't he of course he's still on loan at Tottenham do you think he'll be brought back so he yeah so he returns at the end of this season um so he will be a Real Madrid player whether he stays at the club or not of course that's a different conversation but he will technically be a Real Madrid player yeah um uh, from I think next month again um and then Isco who's, who's fallen out of favor in recent seasons um, he, I think he mentioned Marcelo. Um, Sergio Ramos is, of course, close to leaving Real Madrid. Hasn't signed a new deal. His deal expires now at the end of this month. Um, so he could just walk away for free. But Ancelotti has said that he still you know, admires Ramos and, and he can't imagine Real Madrid without Ramos. So I'm sure conversations will be had. So, look, he could get all of those older guys on his side again. And um, you could make it work. But I just feel like it, it will be a short-term Thing. I think Ancelotti won't be at Real Madrid for too long um, and in that sense I just find it weird because surely you'd want someone who can maybe bring a bit of stability um, the kind of stability that Zidane brought to Real Madrid mm. Um, mm. and that sustained success I mean 11 trophies in two spells um, and I think his two spells only only five years um, right. altogether so he was just brilliant and I, I felt like I, I, I just don't know how Ancelotti is going to step into that position and take Real Madrid forward. Um, I, I don't, I personally just don't see that happening. It That's sound, my prediction. It sounds like Teco Medice's mindset of long-term plans can also apply to Real Madrid here. However, let's stay in Spain and head over to Real Madrid's Catalan uh, rivals, Barcelona. They have been pretty busy in the transfer window already. They've, they've signed Eric Garcia as well as Sergio Aguero. Um, I think they, they're about to sign Donnarumma as well. I don't know if that's been confirmed. Um, 
I just want to talk about the Sergio Aguero signing. You know, Barcelona let go of Luis Suarez saying, oh no, he's too old at 33. I mean, well, Suarez just did the biggest you, won the, the La Liga with Atletico Madrid, and now they've signed Aguero, who's about to turn 34. Yeah. Yeah, so Aiden, for me, look, I think it's of course ironic that Barcelona got rid of Suarez uh, seemingly because of his age and have replaced him with somebody who has literally just turned 33. Um, but I do think that there was more to it than that. You know, Suarez was on huge wages and because of the economic strain that Barcelona is currently under mm. due to the coronavirus pandemic and due to um, really an incompetent former board, um, I, I think what, you know, the, the most important thing about this deal with Sergio Aguero is that he has accepted a massive, massive pay cut. Um, so yes, he might be you know around the same age as Suarez, um, and he might also have fitness issues that Suarez had too. Um, but he is going to be earning um, a lot less, you know. And yeah. I think that is probably the angle that Barcelona will take. I, I think that financial aspect of this deal is what is most significant. Um, but of course, there is irony in in replacing an aging Suarez with an aging Aguero. Um, and, and of course, you know, hindsight, we can look at it now and laugh because Suarez has just won La Liga with Atletico Madrid yeah. um, and actually scored the goal that won yeah, the exactly, league. Exactly, um, exactly. And I think it was 21 league goals uh, in total. So, I mean, he had a great season. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I think that Aguero is, is maybe still has more to offer. I think that this last season now he did have injury issues. He also... Uh, you know, had uh, coronavirus, um, so he was he was quite unfortunate. And when he did return to full fitness, you know, he just was on the bench. Pep Guardiola wasn't playing with a striker. Not even Gabriel Jesus was playing. So I don't time. think that you can put all the blame on Aguero and say that well he, he just didn't show up for City this season. I think that he was fit and just sat on the bench for a lot of of the campaign. Yeah. And maybe Pep thought that he couldn't offer as much as he was offering the team previous seasons but uh, you know I'm excited to see the deal um, go through I'm excited to see what happens him and uh, Messi are great friends um, they've been roommates in the Argentina national team for many many years I think since they were 18 years old um, so I'm excited to see what happens um, but yeah well if there's one thing I can comment on that is I am really really excited to see Aguero and Messi playing together at club level um, I feel they'll, I don't know, play a little bit better together at a club than they would uh, at the international stage, just because of the team that they have behind them in comparison. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, it's I think so. something I'm really looking forward to. But that was the international news desk with Softer Dumas international correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. Thank you so much and have a great day further. Cheers, Aiden. Thanks, man. Okay, guys, let's let's react to a few a few games here. Um, Amazulu versus Swallows. Uh, great, great result for Amazulu. Obviously, cemented their second spot, which is unfathomable six months ago. Take away. I mean, it's just ridiculous what uh, um, Benny and his crew have done there, and super, super happy for them. And uh, yeah, another uh, wouldn't say convincing win, but another clean sheet. Um, and again, these little one 0 wins. Oh, it was one 0 Thank you. One 0 wins was a. Uh, um, these are the big games towards the end of the season. You could see the energy on the bench afterwards. I mean, it's like they won the league and 
it's very rare to see the NPSL teams this, this season. So I'm excited to see what happens to them next season, to be honest. Yeah, man. Uh, history, history, history made. Um, <laughs> Crazy. These are the guys that are going, are going to Kev, you know, guaranteed. And look, um, Sean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Amazulu. I never saw this coming. Mm. I'm happy for Coach Benny, for Coach Vasil, Monique, and the better on better. Mm. Um, if one would have asked me last season that do you think Belen on better, Monique, and uh, Vasil and Bella would it work? I'd say no. <laughs> I'll never give them. I'll never give them a chance. Um, but Benny found that formula and it worked for the team. And the team, what I like also is the players responded. Yeah. And uh, and and what happened with with Benny is he immediately those players responded. He moved on with the players that responded. Those ones that didn't respond, life continued. Because if you remember, nobody even speaks about Bongin Duli anymore. He was the star player that was scoring 14, 13 goals, and then sure. when, when Amazulis only scored sixteen. Yeah. You know, um, and you look at the same team this time around, different different coaches, different uh, uh, mentality, set of new players, new management, new goals. Boom. Kev Champions League. Unbelievable. Just hope that with what, what Amazulu, Amazulu has done, a lot of young teams, a lot of not not a lot of young teams, a lot of small teams will actually learn that you don't have to you don't have to have big money to play Kev. You just have to have big ambitions. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. And and also I think Safa can take a page out of Amazulu's book in terms of employing ex players to do the job because we've spoken about this at length. And um, Amazulu have proven that this actually works. So big up. And Sean, when you speak about ex players, we're not talking about players that retired sixty years ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're not saying we know you can't be. You can't be saying, yeah, guys, uh, employ ex players. Then you retire somebody that the last the last game that he played was nineteen ninety seven after they, they won. I've uh, <laughs> caught. Hundred percent. No, good point. Good point. These are recent players who still have. Uh, a big emotional attachment to the game and he's probably played with the guys yeah. that are in the squad. So um, I think there is yeah. something in this that we need to look at properly and I, don't be surprised if we see other teams follow suit. Yes, I won't be surprised at all. I think I think what Amazulia has done, it's a new trend. I think what Sundance has done as well with the coaches, it's going to be a new trend that's going to follow. And you look, you look at Swallows as well. They employed, an, um, um, I think, Lala or somebody from... from um, Richards Bay, the yes. good coach that comes into to win. So it's going to be a new trend where they're going to have a, probably two or three people on the bench that are equally good coaches, but we've got one head coach. I think it's going in the football now. Lately, it's going there. I, I agree. I agree. And then Pirates versus Verocca last night. Um, great result for Pirates. Uh, that could have gone either way, in my opinion. Verocca being, um, I wouldn't say hot and cold, but certainly one of their better seasons we've seen them play. Um, but a well-needed three points for Pirates, Teko. Um, and and whenever Pirates play, especially against the Limpopo side, they they always scary because Pirates tend to be on point, and then once they face those type of teams, and then they manage to to get that confidence and be able to beat one of the Pirates. Mm. Great results for them. Um, um, but with uh, with uh, with with the quality. One um, um, would thought that Orlando Pirates would be in a better position this time around, and I also felt like this season was their season. Mm. This season would be the season that they actually come in and show off because of how they spend. Because Orlando Pirates normally don't spend on such high quality 
at a go and they did this season but look man um um, um Orlando Pirates are probably this is just my opinion because I think so highly of them I think they'll look at this, this season they'll look at themselves and they look at this as a failure even though they did they did win the the MTN8 but they'll look at this season as a failure because I don't believe that Memory Sundowns won the league with the gear 5 or gear 6 mm-hmm. I think they're still in gear 2 the whole season mm-hmm. they were never pushed to go to gear 3 or whatsoever so I think the only team that could, because Kishi's had his own struggles, Supersport have their own ambition. I think mm. the only team that is supposed to have those ambitions, it was Orlando Paris. And it's just that for me, it hurts that, you know, the, the players couldn't see that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's frightening to think that you think that Sundowns were only in second gear the whole season. That's just, uh, yeah, that's scary. But a lot of horrible rumors about Jay-Z possibly leaving as well. So uh, let's see. But moving on to Chiefs and Arrows, um, Hell of a game, Manyama with a hat-trick. Only the third hat-trick, I think. This is the game that you did, right? Uh, Only yeah. the third hat-trick of the whole season. It's it's crazy to think that. Um, and, and again, we, we look at the bench now. So you've got X players on the bench. And, you, and you've seen how they all got together at the end of the game, hugging and going crazy. And that's what you like to see. And I don't think that had that sort of freedom with Gavin, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying when Gavin left, they, they won because of that. I mean, absolutely not. But yeah. um, I'm just saying, I just it, it, like the Amazulu bench, where it's just like, yes, f- it, we won, come on. Yeah. And and Chiefs, it's, it, you, you had that feel. And I think if, if for example, if a Stuart Baxter had to come in, they would be allowed to express themselves in that manner. Um, but yeah, yeah, talk us through the game. I mean, it was a end-to-end stuff. Could have gone either way. Happy for Chiefs. Um, Manyama again with, with a, a great hat trick, great finish for the third goal. Um, nice to see Katsanda do well as well. So, what uh, what's your opinion on the game, Tex? Um, Shonisto, Shonino. <laughs> I'll take it. The you you, you look at Kizzy Chiefs' behavior before the game uh, when they walked in. After, after the moment of silence, they all went out and with the, the reserves and technical team, they all hugged it out and uh, a little bit of a prayer before they went in. Um, they, they, when the game was on, all I could see was, you know, even, even, even after the first mistake that uh, I think uh, Buck has had, that day that Vuma saved, you know, every, anything that I could see where any coach would react they were just encouraging each other. Yes. There was a lot of encouragement, mm. a lot of clapping hands, a lot of, you know, positive message being being put out there. And and with that, it was very, very new. I haven't seen that in two, three years for Keita Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But also it came back to me that, oh, Atazwane knows he has the identity, he has the DNA of this club. Mm-hmm. He knows how uh, how to win things in this club. He knows uh, what what what, t- what it takes for a player to succeed in this club. And, and he probably has... He had a different, just just a different conversation, and you see the players that didn't do well under under Coach Gavin Hunt that came on and, and did well. Katsande was never used. Mm-hmm. Came in yesterday, he became a Cataldino. You know, going through <laughs> players, creating creating goal scoring opportunity. Cataldino. I've never seen Katsande take on anybody in yeah in 10, 13 years that he played. I've never seen him taking anybody, but he, yesterday he did, and 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 he's given and, that freedom. Yeah, you look at Lebo Manyama, you know, playing with such freedom in that uh, number 10 pocket position where he was dangerous last season. Mm. And uh, you look at him being scoring all those goals inside the box. The younger ones that are coming in, Blom, 
Ngoba coming in and changing the game positively. Look, look, man. I'm not saying Kansas Chiefs has changed the fortunes around, but I'm just saying the message that they have. Um, it's great, and also just to 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 whisper, the the, the um, there's a guy that is a close friend of mine. It's one of the security guys. Mm. I li- I, we like talking to each other. Um, one thing that he said to me that made me excited to 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 look forward to the game. He said, um, "Look, players that were attached to the coach are hurt that he's gone, but most uh, uh, more, uh, most senior guys that were not used." Uh, most guys that they felt some type of way with the coach, they want to prove that mm. they want to win. Mm. So today, guaranteed, we're going to win. This is way before even the team bus arrived. This is way before he said, no, today we are going to win because most of the guys want to prove that we want to win. And mm. those are senior parts, senior guys. And I was like, okay, let's see. And yes, one of the senior guys was, you remember, they, 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 he was Roy boss one of the seasons, one of the games in the yes. season. Yes, yes, yes. T-Bag, he was brought in and brought out. Yes. And this is the guy that scored three. T-Bag. Not that he's a bad player. <laughs> he's never been a bad player, but he played. Yeah, he was a T-Bag. Because look, man, I, I love Gavin. I love Gavin. I can speak to to. to Kevin Hunt for yes, the whole course, day. Of course. But there's a lot of players that he played out of position. A lot of players that he played out of position that couldn't, you know, he couldn't he couldn't bring out the best in so many players. And 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 I think that's one of the the difficulties that he had. So I mean imagine being Kaiser Chiefs now, you've got to I mean you you've got these older players, let's put it that way, your your Manyamas who are out of contract, your Kat Sanders who's out of contract. And these guys are put in a performance like that. Now, all of a sudden, everything starts changing, right? The conversation starts changing. Um, do you keep these guys in? Because now you're rebuilding around possibly a younger squad, but you need the senior players in the change room. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting times with Chiefs. I'm, I'm so happy they won yesterday. Yes, John. Me too, man. And 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 I don't want to see Katsanda playing for another team. I don't want to see Lebo playing for another team. Mm. And I think as footballers, um, you, you want to come back. You know, when you had a bad season, you want to come back and, and, and rectify them with the same team that you, you're playing for. You don't want to run away from from those type of things. And I think also if you want to rebuild, you can't just... You, you, you need senior players. I think it's... Kaiser Chiefs is one of the teams that I know for a fact that you know, senior players all these years have played a bigger role. Mm. And I think from, I've never been at, at Kaiser Chiefs Village, but I, I strongly believe that there's two changing rooms where there's senior players changing rooms and the younger boys. So there's always been a culture where the separation between senior guys and the younger ones. So you need to still have that senior players type of app and the younger ones type of app so that they can understand and learn what it takes to be in that type of a dressing room where the senior players are. So I think with the Katsandes and the Lebo Manyamas while they're there, and I think, you know, they still they still play a big part in that. But I don't think all the senior guys need to still be there. I, I really, really, really don't believe that. The senior guys, other senior guys that needs to bounce and Chipper United is waiting for. <laughs> and from there, we jump into this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week in 1978 Tunisia became the first African country to win a match in a World Cup final series when they beat Mexico 3-1 this week in 1998 the FIFA World Cup began in France which did feature Bafana the reason I bring this one up is because this World Cup was the longest FIFA World Cup ever it was 32 days long and just as a Manchester United fan to make myself feel better and put Chelsea in their place 
13 years ago in 2008, John Terry slipped when taking the penalty that could have won Chelsea the UEFA Champions League. <laughs> that was a peak in our club's history, I think. <laughs> um, but let's move on to what is happening at the NFD in Wait, terms of the championship. What's happening, Wayne? Oh, man. Royal AM what? finished top of the Glad Africa Championship when the campaign was wrapped up nearly a fortnight ago. However, the KwaZulu-Natal outfit didn't receive the trophy owing to arbitrator Hilton Epstein's decision to award second place Sekokune three points after January the 2nd opponents Pulakwani were found guilty of contravening the under-23 rule. So if you've seen what's happening now in the press, both teams have, just, have thought they've won the league. Um, one of the teams have actually sent their players home um, because they, are, they, they fully believe they've won both the league. Both of them, Sean. Is it both? Mm. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 unbelievable. The, the problem comes in now is if um, you know not knowing where they will be next season means that both both these teams may find it hard to sign players, and that's the difficult part now. Which means you you sort of panic buy, and we've, and we've seen teams do that in the past where they panic buy, and they usually buy a lot of sh and they end back it really end back in the NFD, and that's. That's the problem. So mm. I do feel for both these teams. It's obviously out of their control, but it, it it really frustrates me how this hasn't been sorted out. This was done on the 2nd of January, right? This is mm. six months mm. ago, and now they're only going to court in terms of, of what's happening. It's just, it's mind-boggling. You, you don't get these stories overseas, I don't think. It's just, it's only in our beautiful country, but... Teko, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but uh, you know, it, it, it grates me, man. Then, yeah, it's, it's crazy. If there's three points to be awarded, there's three points to be awarded. If there's not, there's not. I mean, why, why go to court? We are a unique uh, country, comrade. We, when the world is going this direction, we're taking the other direction. That's how we are. <laughs> Especially um, in football. Yeah, no, it's worse there. Look, Shawnee, um, you... you you tend to worry as to you, you tend to actually look for a reason why it was left uh the issue was not dealt with earlier on at the time because at the time i think when the protest was in both teams now royal am and skakuni i think one was on seventh place one was on 12. right at the time of the protest was done in january so therefore if they could have dealt with that then it wasn't affecting any of the two correct teams, right and then so now they, they let it be and then now you look at you look at the team going to their final game of the season. You look at the lock. The lock still was the same. It was never changed. Therefore, um, 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 Real M going into the game, they know that a victory or a draw, we win. We qualified. We're going straight to the PSL because the lock hasn't been changed. And the PSL is ruling against its own rule. And then now, Skukuni thinks that if we don't lose, as long as we don't lose, we're fine because three points are going to be awarded to us. You know, so now these are two teams going into the last game knowing, knowing for a fact that whatever happens, if they win, they qualify. So now that's the message that the players have, the misunderstanding that happened there. They let it be. They said, no, continue with the games and then we'll sort it out later on. Mm. By doing that, it's it's just, you know, you know, you know, just, you know, just, um, it's just sweeping under the rug and hoping that, you know, just disappear. If Skukuni lost in their last game, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be discussing this correct because that royal am would have qualified you know that's why they said no go and continue go play 
go play. We'll sort it out later because they hold this Kukuni lose or Real AM lose. Then we don't have to deal with this. So bad. So now both teams won. Oh, Real AM drew. Then Kukuni won. Now they have to deal with this. Now it's it's okay. Goes let, let's go back. Listen, for me is if you remember back then when when Ajax was relegated, they never gave those points to anybody. Mm. When Ajax was deducted points with the Nyandoro story, they never gave those points to anybody. That's bizarre. They just said, okay, Ajax, we're taking such and such and such and points because mm. you played a player that is not supposed to be playing. Whenever he played in the game that you won or point, we're taking those points. That's how Ajax uh, uh, Cape Town got relegated. And with now, with, with, with the same issue, because I've never been in, the, in, in a, I've never seen a situation in South Africa where we're taking Sean's points and giving them to, to, to Aiden mm. as team mm. and say no, because we played it, you know? So for me is, if 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 they going back to those type of rule that made Ajax to be relegated, and then Skukun is not gonna get those points either way. So which means Real AM is coming into the league, and uh, uh, and uh, that 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 lady will come in with a chopper, and you know how <laughs> the PSL is gonna be nice. That's gonna be Rolls Royce, and you know they're gonna up the game, my friend. Yes. But also Skukun feels like by the law, by the PSL book, they. Do. And you must understand that every team needs to be abided by this PSL book. Sure. So how does the PSL go against their own ruling? And how? Why is is is, is Pulukwane City in in um, um, taking also this thing to court? How how are they benefiting from that? Because either way, whether they're giving it to Skokuno or Real AM, Pulukwane City's got nothing. They've got nothing to do with this. Yeah, exactly. No man, they just and and look, Sean. Even if even if they do have that decision whether tomorrow or today yeah. the um, the problem is getting it's it, it's going to be the same that happened to case chiefs emotionally players won't be able to come back from that because now here you celebrate it now in your mind you're from glad africa you start planning your 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 psl debut you start planning on things that you need to improve with the salary you just you, you've seen that mm. because you work so hard to get that now you've seen and now you come back and they say you guys know you need to go to play for the playoffs the chances are they might not come back from that and now you as a team you've given those players um time to relax to drink a drink go party party now you must come back and prepare for playoffs mm -hmm. and with the playoffs you don't even know who you're playing against you're playing against the experienced side your cheaper your your what what that have the momentum you guys have two weeks three weeks out so i think and also the delaying the playoffs then then there's euros and then the league starts in august I, guys this is and look sean if you can't even manage 16 teams they can't even say rectify the mistakes like okay guys we made a mistake those two teams let them come to the psl and then we'll, we'll sort it out next year from next year we have more from next season we have 18 teams we can't even function properly when telecom cup is not there with 16 teams still the fixtures congested unbelievable so in the psl we need to stop acting there's a lot of people that are in the acting position, acting, co-acting, acting this, co-CEO, acting CEO. No, <laughs> they must have people that are permanent positions that are able to take those decisions at the right time. Yes, sir. When things happen, when there's DC, there's a DC matter that needs to be solved, that, th that thing needs to be taken care of at that time because there's people that are in those positions to do that. But once you are in acting, acting, when you have a team to take care of, it becomes a problem.
Yes, sir. I think we need to have independent people that are being in those type of positions where they can deal with this issues. Because now you are a team owner and you're in that position. And what happens if your team uh, is the one that is um, uh, being, you know, accused? How are you how are you dealing with that? So if you have neutral people, there take take off for president, dude. I wanna be I wanna be in those PSL boards. Damn. I play the game. I'll Let make them tell a call. Me what is it that I need to qualify? I'll make a call. I'll go there <laughs> and do those studies. Seriously, I want to be in the PSO board. There's a lot of things that are not football related that 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 happens there. Okay. I want to be. A, I'm a football person. I want to be a football. If if the rule says, my friend, when you walk into my house, there's no shoes. There's no shoes, my friend. Why are you putting shoes on and expect me to tell? No, they're soft shoes. They're boot shoes. No, they said there's no shoes when you walk in. <laughs> I no, Sean. It's 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 exhausting because they. Thank you, Teko. Thank you, sir. Teko, it's been what you've been saying for the longest time. Get football people in football places. Thank you, sir. Speaking of football, we have uh, some some games to predict. Place your bets, gentlemen. Kaiser Chief versus TS Galaxy. Yippee! Kaiser Chief convincing win. Ooh. Hey, Sean Listo. We forget that you're a Kaiser Chiefs uh, diehard. <laughs> 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 Uh, look, it's 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 a must win for Kaiser Chiefs to be on the top eight, and um, with the spirit right now, I think it's 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 a Kaiser Chiefs victory. I I I, I just want to see them in the top eight, so I give it to them. Kaiser Chiefs victory, yeah. Okay, and Sundowns versus Cape Town City, a two-two draw. Yeah, as Sean said, I must listen to him. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's gonna be a beautiful draw. A beautiful draw. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be. Look, but but also the 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 fear as well is Cape Town City are not safe. Eh? They are not safe, mate. In the top eight, depending on how other teams, you know, how the teams are like a TS Galaxy and KZ Chief, depending on how they're doing. If Cape Town City don't win, they're not guaranteed. Are you so sure? I thought they. I thought. I thought they cemented their. Top eight stasis last night or the night before. I could be wrong. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you are, you're, you're, you're correct. You're correct. I'm usually no, right. They're safe. They're safe. They're safe. <laughs> yes, you're usually right. No, they are safe. They are safe with the victory yesterday. No, it's just that I looked at the the fixture yesterday and the and the lock position. Oh, uh, they are right. They are safe now. Wait. So that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a beautiful draw. <laughs> um, but also Sundowns also wants to to be crowned and be given those uh, trophies. Surely Sundowns want to finish off on a high note. Yeah, yeah, they want to finish on a high note. So, and Shalulile has a record to to to. So, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very interesting for me. I, I'm on the fence on this one. Let me pull out. And Shalulile is still in the running for the Golden Boot. I think first is probably with 14. Shalulile and Shalulile is like third. Yeah. 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 Second or third. Yeah, scored a brace last night, didn't he? Oh, there we go. Now he's on 16. Mm, mm. Yeah, and Shalili scored a brace last night. Okay, so 16 13. <laughs> Love it. I didn't get a chance to watch those games, okay? <laughs> I, I can just see you say that, you know. Okay, 13, 14. Love it. <laughs> nah, I, I saw it yesterday, like yesterday morning, I think it was, with Fulham first with 14 and then Shalili third with 11. Okay, so, so if they both good. scored a brace, well. <laughs> There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> and lastly, Stellies versus Golden Arrows, guys. Quick one. Quick one. Stellenbosch have to win. I'm going with Stellenbosch. Easy. Take it. Yeah. Stellenbosch have to win. We love Stellies. We do love Stellies, but it's the thing is from where I am right now, it's it's quite a far drive. <sighs> um, 
<laughs> like that joke. So <laughs> Can see it coming. <laughs> Spe- speaking of a drive, Sean, yes, car of the week, please. This week we feature Augustine Malenga's Mercedes A200. The A200 is a more compact model from the automaker. However, it maintains its luxury as far as features are concerned. It has some real wow factor with the connectivity, which to some people is a greater priority than any of that handling palaver. If you look at the way most people drive, the A-Class probably does what will make them happy when it rivals catch up in terms of screen acreage, though it could be in serious trouble. Depending on which model customers choose, the Mercedes A200 is priced around the 600,000 mark and upwards. I give it an eight and a half out of 10. An eight and a half out of 10. I, I quite like Mercedes. Yeah, good car. I'm not gonna lie. Good car. They are, they're great. <laughs> and Teco Modise, I believe it is time for the motivational quote of the week. Um, look, my friend, um, let me go straight to it. Uh, stop waiting for your life to meet your expectations and start adjusting your expectation to meet your life. Hmm. Um, um, with, with, with that said, you know, um, you look at all the situations, especially with teams, you know, when, and the fans' expectations towards the teams and the coaches' expectations towards those type of players. And I think it, it, it sums up the season very nicely for certain teams. Mm. Um, and that's uh, one of the coaches in uh, that is doing very well at Barocca, um, Vincent Corbola. Mm. So that's the motivation of the week. I really enjoyed that one. Nice. That was ex-player, that was brilliant. And that is how we wrap up episode seventy-six of the Car Wash. Whether you have been listening in on Sokoladumapodcast.coza, Google Play, Apple Podcast, or Mahikeng ninety-six point seven FM Game Time, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Aiden. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you, Eddie. And that has been the general himself, Mr. Teko Modise. Hey. Hey. Aiden, hey, wait. Number 10. Exactly. <laughs> and we will see you all same time, same place next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL Podcast. This is a slang and a call.